0: What's up, assholes? This is From the Commissioner's Desk.
1: What's up, boys and girls? We're here with a surprise episode of From the Commissioner's Desk. You're here with your hosts, Trenton Chaz. Today is the day before Super Bowl Sunday, Saturday, February 12th. Welcome on in. Chaz, you have an apology for calling everybody assholes for us?
0: I do not, but I I do have a uh, reminder. Super Bowl Sunday, Valentine's Monday. Don't forget to get your lady something. Something nice and sweet. Um, but don't forget to forget to plan something.
1: So um, that's your, uh, your fair warning. I have no apology. This is an exciting episode. We've got uh, probably one of my favorite episodes ahead of us. Big, big surprise coming at the end after the interview with Joey. Um, some excitement we're going to get to and definitely going to do a little preview on the Super Bowl uh, and discuss also the playoff challenge that six of our league members are involved in. So to start and kick things off, Jazz, what are you excited about for tomorrow's Super Bowl? What are you looking for uh, and what commercials do you have highlighted to definitely check out?
0: Uh, quick bet over under six crypto commercials go. Uh,
1: I would go with under
0: under. OK, well. Um, commercial wise, I never really expect anything. I, I enjoy some of them. Um, you know, call me old fashioned. I'm not one to watch the game for the commercials. Um, some people have been saying that in terms of matchups, this isn't the most exciting matchup. I um, don't agree with that. Uh, but you know, it turns out to be a little dull. You know, there's always a few commercials that are, are funny. I'm sure Peyton will have a
1: couple good ones. Um, who's going to be in here as well. Um, do you know of any? No, usually you get like a good teaser, right? The weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, there's like little hints of like, look for this on the Super Bowl date or got to find the Doritos on the Super Bowl date. But I haven't seen many of those and I've never really been a big commercials guy for the Super Bowl. The ones that are funny, yeah, they're hit or miss, right? Some of them make you laugh, some of them are just duds. Um, but more than anything, I'm excited for this game and I'm excited for the halftime show. I think this is going to be the best halftime show we've seen uh, probably in the last decade or so.
0: Yeah, I, um, again, We all know I've been a big fan of the Rams the whole season. So I'm hoping Sean McVay and the boys um, actually play well when the time calls upon them. So um, I think it'll be a good game if uh, everyone's been saying I've been listening all week. If the Bengals block and if the Rams can get to the quarterback, it'll determine the game. But um, like we know, nobody really knows what the fuck's going to happen. So
1: um, I'm just excited to see. Yeah, Super Bowl is definitely new territory for a lot of these guys, younger players. Um, You know, you can be riding high off of a strong season, making the playoffs, and you just kind of stick with your weekly routine. Um, Now all these guys have had a week off with the Pro Bowl being played last weekend. Um, Nerves are going to start to sink in. They travel out to L.A. They're, you know, getting in a few days of practice um, after a week and a half off, and now uh, settling in. The nerves are going to get to him. I would, wouldn't be surprised if it's a slow start, especially for the Bengals. I know that the Rams have a lot more veterans. Um, they've been in the Super Bowl uh, twice in the last decade. So um, these are guys that are poised for uh, big-time spotlight uh, plays. So we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals in particular start out a little bit slow.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, if uh, I believe if Joe Burrow wins, he'll have just as many um, Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, I, I'm all the accolades are great, but I'm i I'm a man. I care about winning. So if he wins, I mean I can't I don't really want to hear any more chirping about Patrick Mahomes, the new young boy, when it's it's uh Fire Joe. Um what's his nickname? Somebody said his nickname. Give me one. Joe Burr. Joe Burr. Uh what what's I'm that saying. one? Joe cool Money. Joe. Joe Money. He's Joe the new cool. boy in town. So um hope, I'm hoping either way is good because if the Rams win, then you know my um my other boy Cooper Cup will uh, top off a fantastic season, but if Joe Burrow wins, um he's got so much swag. I'm not I'm not too
1: worried about it. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a fun one to watch for sure. Uh, looking forward definitely to pop pop down on the couch and and watch this game unfold. Uh, but in other news, we also have the playoff challenge. Okay, so six of the league members have signed up for this, and it's gonna be a $50 payout to the winner. Uh, And it all ends after this weekend's matchup of the Super Bowl. So currently in standings, uh, Davis is in first. uh, Me and Tyler are close behind him. Uh, Then a tier down looks like Kyle. And then sitting towards the bottom are Daniel and Ethan. Uh, But the way the playoff challenge works, I won't go into all the details, is basically you're in a good spot if you have multipliers or you've had the same guys in your lineup week after week, and they've continued to win and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, And so with that, looking at it through that lens, it's really going to come down to three guys. It's coming down to Davis, who's in first and has three of his guys in his lineup. Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, all with significant multipliers. Tyler, who also has significant multipliers with Mixon and Cup and then Cam Akers instead of Jamar Chase. Uh, And then Kyle, who has uh, multipliers at both of his running back spots with Mixon and Akers. Both of his wide receivers with Cup and Chase, and then also with the Rams defense. So Kyle can make a late push, make some noise here. Um, I'm sitting in second right now, but all the players in my uh, lineup last week were either 49ers or two weeks ago were either 49ers or Chiefs. So my multipliers have run out, and I don't really think I have a chance to compete uh, with any of these guys. So I think it's really between Davis, Tyler, and Kyle. Uh, Good luck to you guys, and we'll see how this shakes out.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I heard you correctly, you said um, Tyler or Davis had uh, a four-time multiplier on Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah. All well, Davis, Tyler, and Kyle all have four times multiplier on Cooper Cup. So really that just kind of cancels out for each other. It's not going to be a factor. The difference is, is that for Jamar Chase, Kyle has a four times multiplier and Davis has a two times multiplier. Um, So that could come into play. And then uh, Cam makers both Kyle and Tyler have a two times multiplier for Cam Akers and Davis does not he might put him in his lineup this week but he's just going to get um, his standard scoring
0: yeah you know how the cards fall you know I, I didn't participate in this uh, this year I didn't really know how it worked and I didn't want to um, waste my time on something I wasn't familiar with but after after you showed me it, it seems pretty cool so I, I seen it sounds like um, if you pick some studs and they play well um, it should be working out well for whoever is jamar chase and cooper cup but like you said some right. cancel them out but um it's a super bowl they have two weeks to prepare they might knock out the big guys and t higgins or somebody else like that um might
1: show out this week so who knows yeah totally agree all right Chaz, we are now gonna bring back our favorite segment throughout the entire year it's the season finale for the podcast it's the season finale of Chaz's this or that oh, yeah.
2: Oh, of course,
1: the And here we are. Chaz is this or that. The final one of this season. Uh, this is a little bit different. You guys are probably wondering oh, this or that. What are we doing? We don't have fantasy lineups going on this week. Yeah, you're right. What we're doing instead is we're going to take hypothetical situations as if this was next year. Uh, All of us are going to be faced with the new keeper rules. And so we're looking at potential keepers from this season and some of the decisions that league managers would have to make. You can, in the Constitution, you can forego having a keeper uh, going into the draft. But for these two teams we're going to look at, They have uh, four, maybe even five options. And I want Chaz to break these down a little bit and tell us who he would select as his keeper going into the fantasy football season for next year. Okay. So again, this is just hypothetical. This keeper rule is not going to take effect until next year. um, But if it were taking place, we're going to look at two teams. The first one is Tyler Jasper. So of Tyler Jasper's season-ending roster, He has these four players, and they would take up these potential draft positions. Number one, he could use Saquon Barkley as his first-round pick. He could use Mike Evans as his fourth-round pick. He could use Jamar Chase as his seventh-round pick. Or he could use James Conner as his 11th-round pick. Chaz, this or that. Yeah, for
0: this one, um, especially with Tyler, I mean, uh, well, first off, I want to start off by saying I'm glad I was kind of skeptical of this, one, this rule um, when, we, when we made it. But now thinking going into next year, um, I want to know your thoughts. Are you? I feel like when it comes to this, everyone's just going to play for now, obviously, and win, want to win this upcoming year. So do you think strategy will come into play um, for this year in terms of um, the keeper rule? Or do you think it'll be more so focused on towards the end of the year? Um, I don't
1: think it'll change too much the the roster dynamic going into this season. Uh, Maybe towards the end of the year, you'll see more activity for guys who have been injured or on IR for most of the year who are going to be coming back in the next year. Right. So a guy like. What's an example of a player that was on IR for most of the year, maybe like a Christian McCaffrey. If if someone had for some reason dropped it, Christian McCaffrey or Michael Thomas, that's another good example. Uh, There's probably gonna be more waiver wire activity towards the end of the season to just stash him away on your bench. If you're not making the playoffs, just so you have that keeper option going into the following season.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing too.
1: Um, I'm excited for it, but with the uh, examples we have this year,
0: um, like you said, Saquon in the first, uh, regardless of how he ended up at the beginning of the year, you would have think he, um, he would have panned out pretty well. And he could be a sneaky one to take in the first, although um, with his current injury news, I wouldn't really want to keep him. Uh, Mike Evans, fourth round Tom's out of there um, for as of right now, um, depending on who the quarterback is not trustworthy. Um, And then towards the end here, James Connor, I believe I don't have the stats in front of me. He was either in the lead most of the year or had the most rushing touchdowns. Um, So if you want to, put in there kind of a based on age scheme, everything at 11 um, for a solid starting running back um, who played pretty well this year. And I- I'm pretty sure he has uh, one year on his contract or does he have a multiple year for the Cardinals? Do you know?
1: Um, he got extended. So he'll play one more year with the Cardinals.
0: Yeah. So you could go that route to be on the safe side and 11 and you have all those picks ahead of him. Um, but this one I think is pretty easy. Jamar chase at the seven, he's either going to go, I mean, arguably first or second round next year, especially with the new 12 team league. Um, so getting him and taking up his spot in the seventh round, that one's a no brainer. Um, Jamar chase hundred percent for that one.
1: Yeah. I think that's a great pick. Um, I would lean definitely towards Jamar chase or James Connor as the seventh or 11th round pick. Um, like you said, there's a lot of questions about Mike Evans with the quarterback situation, but also true with James Connor. Uh, I know there's been talk about Kyler Murray potentially uh, leaving the team or, or moving on from Arizona. So definitely uh, something that they would be keeping their eyes on a little bit closer as we get closer and closer to the draft. All right. And second team we're going to look at, and this is going to be the last one, is my team, actually. Um, so here are the options for the this or that of my team in the first round. I could have Alvin Kamara be replacing my first round pick. I could have Stefan Diggs replacing my second round pick. I could have Javante Williams replacing my fourth round pick or Michael Pittman replacing my 11th round pick. This or that.
0: Yeah. This one again, um, Alvin Kamara, he's a stud. You picked him at number three pick this year, I believe. Correct. That's right. Okay. Um, still though in in your first round regard regarding where you're picking which we don't know correct we don't know prior to your keeper which is also something we probably should talk about you don't know your position in the draft before you have your keeper so for instance if you were um that year early in the draft say for your instance alvin kamara you got him third overall and then you were to keep him and then you got lucky enough to have a pick your position and you were to get last in the draft for that year you Mm -hmm. get an easy alvin kamara for the last pick of the draft to go around the turn Um, so just something to keep in mind Mm -hmm. um but for this one so stefan Diggs, i had him as one of the top two receivers this year going into the draft um he didn't really pan out so much um and then taking him second again this year uh i probably wouldn't do that my draft scheme kind of differs depending on the players but I'm kind of a running back first kind of guy. And to get Javante Williams, arguably top two round guy next year, um, if depending on Melvin Gordon's situation um, at fourth, and you can go ahead and put him in your lineup and maybe focus on a higher end wide receiver. um, I would definitely go that route. Uh, Javante Williams um, in the fourth round for sure. And then lastly, Michael Pittman. Uh, Like I said, I would pick Javante Williams. Michael Pittman at round 11, um, and he's been a baller this year. So uh depends if you want a running back or kind of bite the bullet and uh try to see if michael Pittman can repeat his year
1: yeah yeah i think i think this list of four guys uh is definitely interesting and i think for me it'd be really hard to pass up having alvin kamara as my you know stud on the team he would replace my first round draft pick but kind of like you said if i had ended up getting a later pick Uh, especially now that we're a 12-team league, if I get a later pick and can secure Alvin Kamara, I mean, I don't know if I could name three guys at this point that I would want to have on my roster ahead of Alvin Kamara going into this next fantasy football season. But like you said, there's a lot of value later on, both Javante Williams and Michael Pittman. So it's going to be a fun format, definitely something for people to look and overlook in the next offseason, but thought it would be a little fun exercise for a Chaz's this or that
0: yeah, of the rules that have changed this year, I'm definitely most excited about that one, which I think everyone is. Um, but also, I'm very excited for our surprise guest. And the main reason for this pod, outside of the Super Bowl, um, Joey Bottinger. Push Pete.
1: Yeah, pusha P. Turn me up. Turn me up, Pete. A headache get my peace push a piece. we're now welcoming into the podcast for the first time a long time listener here with us today we have Mr. Joey
2: Bottinger new league member Joey how you feeling today man feeling good I am happy to be here it's been uh been a dream of mine to get on this podcast <laughs> and a dream of mine to be a part of the league so here we are we made it awesome well
0: before he just introduced you I thought your last name is Battinger <laughs> so Bottinger it is.
2: I'm not going to lie. I was waiting for him to, to stumble over it, but he, he nailed it. So very proud. Joey,
1: you and I and Chaz just sat here. We went over the Constitution. We figured it wouldn't be worthwhile to uh, bore everyone by reading through each article one at a time. Uh, let me just ask you first. Uh, you had a few questions going throughout. What uh, stuck out to you? What do you like about the league format? Um, and what are some things that maybe we can build on going into the future?
2: Uh yeah, no. One, thank you guys for going over this. I know um uh, not the most uh exhilarating thing to read, but awesome nonetheless. Uh, you? <laughs> no, the I was great. Um the historian, I'm 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 excited to see where that goes. Uh I just I don't I don't understand the role fully, but I'm sure Ethan's gonna do a great job at it. So
0: if it's anything like
2: the podcast he did, it'll last
0: about three weeks and then die off so. <laughs>
2: ricochet um, boom yeah but uh that was one i think um davis got, one I'm, I'm i'm praying for you and caroline just on a daily basis just with a new kid coming along but hopefully I'm, I'm excited to see what the events we do here so uh and and eric um hats off to you for keeping tyler in check with this whole collusion thing um because i know last year there's some sketchy stuff that went down with the whole collusion officer himself um what else stuck out to me the whole keeper idea i think is great. Love that! I think it's smart. I think it's fun. Keeps things fresh, but also the fact that you can't keep them uh, consecutive seasons is is great. Um, everything else was pretty straightforward. The only the only thing that when I, I think the thing I had a question at the end um, was the two hundred dollars thing. And I was curious if you guys ever considered jacking up the price a little bit more, even more than two hundred dollars, so like really incentivizing people not to just um, pay out at the end. If they win the toilet bowl, uh, if you jack it up to like, I don't know, $300, $400, but every time they made an attempt, so they did like an attempt twice and they failed twice the cost of the beer and the, um, the cost of the beer, like dollar per mile or something like that. And in the cost of kind of go against what they'd have to pay out. So like, say they failed three times, like, okay, I'm never going to get this they offset the cost by how much they paid in beer and in alcohol or beer and uh, donuts and a dollar per mile or so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a uh, definitely an interesting thought. I think we raised that price initially uh, last year was $80 for option one. Now it's $200. I think the mentality is we want to make it a very difficult decision between the two. And we feel like, you know, that $200 mark, that's, Uh, definitely raising things up a little bit. We've talked about, okay, if you put together like one or two actual attempts, should that $200 be tiered down? And maybe the approach that you just mentioned where it goes into, okay, what are the costs of the beer and uh, the donuts and so on? uh, Maybe that would subdue the actual price. But uh, as the rule stands now and as it'll be enacted for the 2022-23 season, uh, it'll be the, the $200 punishment. So it's definitely something to revisit at the end of the year, but I think it's a good point.
0: So uh, my first question to you is, have you thought of any names? Um, it doesn't really matter, honestly, because everyone in our league, except me and maybe one or two other people, I don't change my name every year or every week. Uh, we have a few people who do it, uh, who suck, and think it'll change how their, their teams play. Um, do you have any names in mind,
2: Bottinger? Uh, <laughs> so close, Jazz, so close in last name. Um <laughs> But uh, <clears throat> I was thinking like something with like like Jonesville or something like that, like with Jerry Jones, because everyone talks about the Dallas Cowboys and, and being down here in Dallas. I was thinking that. I don't have anything clever other than that. I haven't stewed on it too much. I'd probably consult Sydney. She's much more creative when it comes to names like that um so referring to I the wife for fantasy football good good thought good she thought. i'm not gonna lie she was super she read over my shoulder when i first read this contract she was like oh the keeper idea brilliant like the draft idea brilliant and i was like yeah okay like she was super into this so she's she's also if, if well. it doesn't
1: work out with you would she be interested
2: in potentially you know coming yeah no on if, I, if 20... I lose this league i can yeah. get relegated and she could step in absolutely <laughs> I don't know how she would do the dirty 30, but, um, if she lost, but I might have to, <laughs> I would step in and probably have to do it for her. But, uh, yeah, no, she, she'd be up for it.
1: I've got, uh, the league history pulled up here. You were in the league once upon a time team lone star. You were six and seven, seventh place, regular season finish. Uh, your starting quarterback by the end of the year was Jacoby Brissett. So we can see you're very active in the waiver wire, finding you a little diamond in the rough, uh, so just to address, you know, first the elephant in the room, uh, we kicked you out of the league two years ago. Uh, why, why come crawling back any, any hard feelings or amnesty held up between you and especially, uh, some of the guys in the league?
2: Oh, hell no, no, no hard feelings. Um, I would have done the same thing if I was in your alls position, I would have kicked me out.
1: Well, I just um, want to say one thing. I begged Trent. I was
0: like, please God, don't kick anyone out. And he's like, no. We got to get him out of here. They're not caring about this. This is all I live for outside of work and they're not taking it seriously. And I was like, just, just think about it for a week or two. And he's like, no. And then he had to make the decision right then and there. I don't know.
2: Sounds very, yeah. Cutthroat. It sounds very Trent-esque. So I appreciate that Chaz throwing him under the bus. So at least I know who um, to go put all my animosity towards, but, um, but honestly I can't, I can't blame Trent um, or you, if you had any influence in that. Um, but uh because I again I would have done the same thing if you want to take this league more serious. I don't I don't think we had correct me if I'm wrong, I don't I don't think we had a a contract like this or uh, all the rules wrote up like that wrote up like this when no, I no that playing. was
1: yeah, that was a step to try and make things a little bit more serious, was writing this yeah. up the year after. So
0: yeah, and if it makes you feel better, the first year no one really tried, no one really cared or paid attention. Um that's probably why Davis won. Um so once once everyone took it more seriously. Uh, the true ballers came out so don't don't take it personally the first year because uh, no one really cared so um
2: yeah yeah no i and that's and that's the thing that i was i was terrible I, like the year i think the year i got kicked out i couldn't make the draft because i was in like a god-awful job situation and like couldn't log on and thank god i'm not doing that anymore but um yeah no i'm i'm really excited to be back really excited to be with the boys because when i heard about this podcast i listened i couldn't listen to it too much while i was working out because it, it made me laugh yeah i'm <laughs> sucking up um, but, uh, I listened to it on a weekly basis to the point that Sydney was like, like curious about it and wanted to know updates about the teams and stuff like that. Cause I report to her and it's good. Let's I'll go. Well, we're you happy. All for having a good podcast.
1: Thanks, man. We're happy to have you back. A uh, long time coming. Uh, so here, here's a quick question. Two-parter here. So give us a little bit of leg up. We we're, we're getting some keys some insights into you on draft day. So give us your top five favorite NFL players and why are they all uh, ex North Dakota State University quarterbacks?
2: <laughs> well, Trey Lance doesn't even play. Okay, um, all right, all right, all right. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, come on, you bro. Like, come on doesn't now. Start. Doesn't start. Um, Quarterback of the future, maybe. Carson Wentz. How how the hell does someone sprain both ankles in the same play? Um, I swear, Indianapolis is cursed with quarterbacks that get hurt now. Good <laughs> luck. Um, yeah, I would say obviously Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the league. Um, another one, obviously, uh, chase is great. Um, Derek Henry, I, you, were saying McCaffrey, when we were going over this contractor, this, this, um, the rules and everything like that. And I was like, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would, um, draft him because again, he just gets hurt every other play. How many, how many games did he actually play in this season?
1: Chaz, you had him on your roster. How many games did he log you? Five, six, um, maybe. I
0: am going to be honest with you. I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. Uh, I remember, I'm pretty sure North Dakota state is getting a new
1: stadium, yeah, that's I'm not at all. We're Andrew. talking about. Uh, I just how many I games did uh, How many games did Christian McCaffrey play for you this year? Five or six? Uh, I think he played. I think he played
0: five, and the fifth game after he he he, he was out for a thing. He played two weeks. He was out for like a two or three weeks um, with a hammy, and then he came back in, and then pulled his other hammy, um, and then he was yeah. out for the rest of the season. So maybe five five games. So, and I think totally, I think he's played eight games in the last two years. What would it take for
1: you to redraft him next year, Chaz? Uh, well, if you could give me the second round, would you take him?
0: One hundred percent of the second round. In the first round, if he fell towards the the towards the back end, probably I don't think this is going to happen. But if he fell to
1: pick six, even I'd take him. Interesting. Maybe five. Maybe four. I think uh, I think he'll be outside the top ten rankings when they come uh, around in, in well, August. But we'll see. Good. I'll have him on my team. Again. A lot. A lot, it's, a lot of things are going to happen before that time. So anyway. But, yeah, Joey, that's a good point. Yeah, CMC maybe is not the epitome of fantasy football anymore.
2: Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't know. Did I ever say Derek Henry? Because he's obvious. Again, he's coming off an injury, um, but the man's a, a, from another planet. So Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good list also, there. Sorry. Small bone to pick. I'll never forget this. Kyle and Ethan both agreed on this when I was in Louisville last time. They said anyone that was a quarterback in Kansas city could do the same thing that Patrick Mahomes is doing. That is crap. I'm sorry. That is, that is a lie. I don't know what you guys take on is on that, but I just want to shout that out. Like say that in here of like, no, that is not true. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't
0: believe that either. I think Patrick Mahomes is a great talent. I think he's a uh, top of the league. I, I definitely think uh, scheme plays a lot into it. I mean, um, him in particular, I think he fits in well. Um, I definitely don't think anybody maybe one or two quarterbacks, um, Aaron Rodgers and a few other guys, but uh, not very many. His AJ, um, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of weapons around him that can disguise some of his blemishes, but his blemishes are rare. I think he's a phenomenal talent and kind of wills his team to victory often and sometimes gets lets his ego get in the way and makes some stupid plays. But I think talent-wise, he's up there definitely top five in my book.
0: But again, don't read too far into that. They were in the toilet bowl this year, so you know <laughs> their uh, their judgment is flawed. True. All
1: right, Joey. We we saw your Snapchat earlier today. We're recording here on Wednesday. Uh, you lost your driver, fallen soldier. Um, go into the story a little bit. What exactly happened? What are your plans to uh, get a new driver?
2: And when are we going golfing? Man, it was a it was a rough day. The the net broke. Not too much longer after that. And it's not like a crappy net. It wasn't a bad net. It just. I don't know. I, I, I shanked it. Don't get me wrong. I shanked the ball that I was hitting and it hit towards the, I don't know, the, the catcher apparatus thing and the catch, like the, the hook that hooked it onto the overall net snapped. And so that broke too. But for my driver, I wasn't hitting the ground. My swing wasn't funky. I guess my driver had just crapped out. It, I mean, it stays inside. It doesn't get soaked. So it doesn't rust, but I just snapped in the middle of a swing and I didn't. I just kind of brought it back around and was like, "Well, I guess that sucks," and there goes three hundred dollars. Um, so I know exactly what I would be doing with if I won the league tomorrow. That's exactly uh-huh. what I'm buying. Um, uh, Chaz, if you have any money left over, I, I mean, if you want to help brother out, by all means. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a tragic moment. It sucked, and that is the second driver I've snapped. And now, granted, it could be me. Uh, most <laughs> sounds a little bit but, like user error but okay <laughs> i mean but hey well come on uh this first day here um so yeah i don't know what's going to happen it's I'm, I'm trying to see if i have warranty on the club which i don't think i do so hopefully hopefully i can figure something out i don't want to replace the entire club because that's more money than necessary so i'm seeing if i can just replace the shaft um,
0: well all, all my earnings from this year and last year were both spent within the day i got it so uh but next year payouts bigger yeah, in the day yeah. We, uh, got really? to gotta pay the bills, you know, um, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no fun in that. That's a uh, straight, this is a, this is business. Okay. This isn't fun in games. I get my I work, I get my money and then that's it. I plan to do the same thing next year, but for you, if you win, it's nine 30 next year, you get a new set of irons. or you. Well, can buy I mean, yeah, that or I'm
2: buying a plane ticket coming up to see the boys in Kentucky. I mean, obviously, actually none, I don't, none of us on this call are even live in Kentucky, but going up to Kentucky, and go on golfing. Um, that would be one of the options. Love it,
1: man. Well, Joey, we talked a lot about the Constitution. We talked about some topics and stuff you like. You seem to really like the Dirty Thirty, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so this is a little bit surprised to you, but part of your initiation into the league is that you will actually have to give a valid attempt and hopefully complete the Dirty Thirty prior to the draft date. So let me just get your uh, initial reaction to that news, and how are you feeling right now?
2: Well, that just seems like some fucking bullshit, um, but okay, cool. Way to drop that on me. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think I can do this. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, this is something that I was like, I could see this happening because Kyle, Kyle paid out. There just, there is some tension there that they want to see someone suffer. You want someone to to fall on the sword and I guess I'm the new guy, so I'm going to have to do it. And uh, yeah, that's uh all righty. There's well, definitely some
1: conversation around the idea of, man, we got to have somebody do it. So, uh, congratulations. <laughs> so, Welcome to the league. Kyle. This is um, uh, part one of your hazing. Uh, so, part one,
2: there's, there's there's more parts.
1: Well, look, when you're a pledge or you're initiated, uh, you don't really get the full overview plan of how the hazing will go down. So, yes, this is part one, Joey. Welcome know to what the we league. being a Fiji, we never got
2: hazed. So, <laughs> who this said was, this again, is Fiji? more buildup?
1: <laughs> Well, at any point you can turn down your invitation to the league and we will not hold it against you. We'll see if Sydney's busy and wants to join. Uh, otherwise suck it up. And we're looking forward to the submission, man, which I actually
0: forgot. This was a thing. So I'm, I'm just as surprised. Um, we'll see if Grant is, as uh, easily as accepting of this challenge as you are. Um, but uh, you know, I was thinking it when, before they did it, you know, I don't want to, I was thinking it didn't seem that bad. I mean, 10 beers, well, ten, 10 donuts. Here's,
1: here's the deal. Joey's going to crack out probably like 20 plus miles before <laughs> 6 a.m. And then it's just going to be like, we're going to wake up, check our phones and see a screenshot of like a 25 mile run. Joey's just going to be kicking back, drinking a couple of beers and be done by noon.
2: So, well, here, okay. Here's my prediction. Honestly, if you, if you run, if you span this out over 10 hours, you run a mile and then right after drink a beer and eat a donut and then wait, like, what is that? forty. 40- Max 45 minutes to your next mile, maybe fine. So if you See, can do 10 of those, like
1: pairing pairing beer with running is actually recommended, and that's possible. But pairing donuts with running, that's just one, like one donut an hour is oh, not kill you. Yeah, but if you're getting ready to run 30 minutes later, that's pretty miserable.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Hey, look, not my problem, it's yours. So figure yeah, it out, okay. report back, let us know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, okay. So I guess on that topic, does Apple, does like the Apple fitness count? Because I've got a perfect mile loop next to my house that I can do. Oh yeah. All right. It's got to be logged. It's got to be communicated. So,
1: uh, full disclosure, you'll have to give 24 hour heads up to everyone in the league. We'll add you to the group, uh, group message, group me app. Um, you have to give everyone at least a 24 hour heads up. So not just the day before the night before it has to be, at least a 24-hour heads up. Uh, and then same rules apply. So it's got to be documentation passed on to either Tyler or Eric. Um, vlog is recommended. So through the Snapchat is also encouraged, but however you want to do it. And best right. of luck to you, man. I love that smile. I do think it'll chase. be that bad. And you I,
2: should knock I that out pretty I, easy. What'd you say there? Trent? I said, I,
0: I, you could probably knock it out pretty easy. You're fit, unlike most of us.
2: Let's see. Um, I don't know. I, I might have the running game, but I do not have the drinking game down um i am not uh, i'm not as equipped as others so we'll see 10 beers in a day for me is a lot i know for some that that might be not the case but yeah
0: and you can drink vodka
2: too you know it doesn't have to be a beer
0: it
1: could be 12 ounces of, of vodka, vodka.
2: That brings me back to freshman year, what was it, homecoming dance? That was yeah, no.
1: Yeah, freshman year Joey could do 30 thirty in a heartbeat.
2: <laughs> well, See, I mean,
1: well, it wouldn't out. be twelve
0: ounces of vodka, kill you. It'd be it'd be a shot equivalent of one alcoholic
1: beverage. Oh, okay, so nice, as long as uh, the equivalent of one right, alcoholic. All right, all right, all right, all right, Chess, you're bending the rules a little bit. Let's stick to what's written in the well, constitution. It's not in the rules, so he's not
2: bending anything. Stick he's to adding.
1: the constitution,
2: 12 ounce alcoholic
0: a, beverage. Yeah, you could have you could also have 10 glasses of a nice nineteen eighty-five Merlot. It's up to you. It doesn't matter.
2: Ah, you're Again, it does wind matter wind.
1: because we should stick with what's in the Constitution. So it's 12 ounces. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Well, 12 ounces of uh, vodka shouldn't be that bad.
2: Kirkland beer, which is basically water with a spritz of alcohol. All right.
1: Yeah, do it, man. All right, Joey. Well, it's been a blast having you on. Uh, thanks for being a good sport. We look forward to having you in the league. And sooner rather than later, we look forward to seeing uh, the input of the Dirty 30 talk to you
2: soon sounds good all right see you boys adios
1: Ladies and gentlemen, just moments after hopping off the Zoom call with Joey Bottinger, we have some breaking news. I was alerted almost immediately after jumping off the call that Joey is intending to do the dirty 30 tomorrow on Super Bowl Sunday. That's right. Tomorrow on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm here with Joey once again. Joey, say what's up to the people real quick and tell us
2: what made you come to this decision. Uh, how's it going, everyone? Yeah, no, this is uh, true. I can confirm. I'm going to be attempting the Dirty 30 on Sunday. I have no idea what the actual date will be. On the 13th, I think. Um, drew up a good game plan. Talked it over with Sydney. Um, was Like, hey, what do you think about this? Doing it on Sunday, um, she's like. Honestly, I think my parents would think it's hilarious. So that was like a go because I'm supposed to have dinner with my in-laws that night. So, yeah, I think we can do it. I think if we start early, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll listen to my church's sermon online as I'm running, and we'll we'll go from there.
1: Man there. on a mission. You've got an absolutely full day. I think uh, me and a lot of guys in the group we hold the Super Bowl as one of the highest, one of our favorite days throughout the entire year. One to just kick back, relax, enjoy some good old football. I'm predicting you're going to be in a pretty miserable state come kickoff time. But, dude, I cannot wait. I'm stoked to see this play out throughout the day and then enjoy some football at night. Uh, So real quick, you don't have to give us uh, you don't have to give away everything. But talk to us a little bit about your game plan going into Sunday, trying to get a full night's sleep the night before. Tonight, I guess we're Saturday night leading into the dirty 30. What's your game plan? Uh,
2: You know, what? actually, let me check this weather. Hopefully I'm not going to get screwed here in dallas on sunday it's supposed to be like beautiful six seven degrees so wonderful weather yeah i think full night of sleep um wake up bright and early 6 30 maybe seven get out there i've got it like i said i got a good uh, one mile loop right next to my house um and i'll probably run that i'll probably just start out hot i'll, I'll run three miles and at the end of three miles but i'm still feeling good i'm just gonna keep on going until I'm like you know what I'm, i should probably stop here <laughs> easy, easy jog. i um, uh, not like, I'm not trying to set any records um, or anything like that. And then I will probably come home and probably smash a few donuts and then relax a little bit and then probably go back out there and do kind of the same process of uh, run and this time, like shorten the goal of like do two miles and see how I'm feeling at the end of two miles and just keep on going and adding a mile each time, um, depending on how I feel at the end of each one. And then come back, smash some more donuts uh, and, and paste those donuts out and just do it all at once. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to avoid drinking a lot of beer because that'll fill me up the fastest. And uh, and unbeknownst to a lot of you guys, I'm a pretty small guy. Uh, so I, I don't have the most room in my stomach. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm probably going to avoid a lot of beer drinking until like the end when I'm like desperate, my legs are dead. I will then resort to counting down a few beers. I might save one for a shotgun at the end. Maybe um, let's go my, 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 my victory goal is shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, that is the plan right now. I've got great support system. Cindy's going to be uh, cheering me on. She's going to go get, she said she'd go get the donuts while I'm running the first five. So can't yeah. wait.
1: Well, we'll be cheering you on from afar. Uh, excited to see you knock this out, man.
2: I uh, yeah, we'll appreciate it. Thanks again for
1: tuning in to another episode of From the Commissioner's Desk. Happy Super Bowl weekend, boys.